Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Winnick, Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us for this Thursday, October 20th, 2022. Uh, we'll get right into it. Um, volleyball tonight. Going to be at a normal time as usual, not changing it back to what it changed on Tuesday, Colin. Yep, 6 p.m. JV action will start between Martinsburg and Musselman at Musselman High School. Varsity action will follow. It should be a uh, fun one competitive-wise for JV, like it was last time at Martinsburg. And then varsity, probably going to be a little different. It seems like uh, Musselman has just been unstoppable in West Virginia, and they looked really good against uh, Broadneck on Tuesday. So I expect the same level of play from them. And unfortunately, Martinsburg, it's just been an inconsistent year for them. We're getting down to the end of the season. What, like nine days, I believe, left in the regular season? I think the last day is Saturday, October 29th, for action, for regular season action. Uh, it's the the last conference action for Martinsburg tonight. I don't know about Musselman off the top of my head, right? Let me click over to the schedule here. Um, I do believe uh, Musselman will have next week's game at Hedgesville. Yeah. And then they're done with varsity, or then they're done with EPAC action officially. Yeah, I think they have a... Uh, they have a tournament the 29th. Quad also. tournament, yep. Yep, that Martinsburg is involved in. Yes, it's them. Uh, Morgantown will be making the trip. Spring, Shady well. Spring. It's always a, a pretty good tune-up for the playoffs. Yeah, but uh, you know, looking at this Musselman team, thirty-eight and one on the year, uh, go back to the normal championship form. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, they're the best team in the state this year. So, I would expect Musselman to take care of business tonight. Um, we'll see, like Colin said, if the JV match remains competitive, or if even the Musselman JV are able to sweep, but. It does look like at the varsity level that Musselman will, uh, you know, win a state championship again. But you know there are going to be some challenges along the way. I think for this Appleman team, but so far they've been dominating in the EPAC and already had a pretty performance, pretty impressive performance against Hedgesville earlier. Uh, I know they don't play until next week, but that should be a fun game. I still think, and we'll see how many more times they end up matching up, but. The Appleman just have so much talent that it's it's tough to uh, compete with them. It is tough to compete with them. Martinsburg squarely uh, kind of in third in the EPAC. Uh, EPAC record-wise, uh, they are tied with Spring Mills at 3-6, and six, but they've got 11 wins, 14 losses, 2 ties. Spring Mills has 7 wins and 12 losses on the season. Uh, so Martinsburg squarely that third team in the EPAC. Yeah, but still, from that third to sixth spot, it seems like any single night it's anybody's That's, match that is for the taking. True. It's been 
back and forth. We've seen Martinsburg beat Spring Mills. We've seen Spring Mills beat Martinsburg. We've seen Jefferson beat Martinsburg. We've seen Martinsburg beat Jefferson. It, it, it's all around, I think, Ben, question marks every single time those teams have met up and the better team just wins that night and then they could play again the next day and it could be a completely different match. That's what makes from third to sixth fun, but still whenever those teams have to play Musselman or Hedgesville, it's a whole different level. And even when it's Musselman Hedgesville, it seems like Musselman's a whole nother another level. It will be interesting to see when we get the sectionals who ends up playing in those sectional uh semifinals. Because obviously like is it the same as basketball where it's Musselman, Washington, Jefferson, and then Hedgesville, Martinsburg, and... No, I don't think so. I think it's uh, uh, the four Berkeley County and then might even be Hampshire on the side of... That's right. It is like yeah. that. Yeah. Because yeah, Hampshire like will play. Basketball's got its own classification system. Right. Yeah. That's what makes it different. But um, So never mind then. Scratch what I just said. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, sectional championships, right? Sectional championships for yep. uh, boys and girls soccer tonight here in the Eastern Panhandle Athletic Conference. Uh, Nick, what are the games on the schedule? Uh, tonight's games, we have Spring Mills. They're playing host to, uh, I believe it's Martinsburg and girls soccer. And then in boys soccer, Spring Mills is taking on Hedgesville. I think that's right. Yes. And then on the... Uh, and then Hampshire is playing Washington in both boys and girls at home. So, um, should be some good games. You would expect Spring Mills to win on the boys' side. Um, Hampshire's a pretty good team on the boys' side as well, so that I think they'll beat Washington, but it could go either way. And then uh, girls is pretty much a toss-up there. I think there's – did I say Spring Mills? I think it's Hedgesville, Martinsburg, and girls. Yes, that's what it is. I think I yeah, might have said Spring Mills. Yep. So Hedgesville is hosting Martinsburg and girls. So um, that's an interesting game. I think you know it could go either way. So those are the matchups tonight. We'll uh, keep an eye on it and uh, have the scores for you tomorrow. That we will. Uh, Jefferson Cross Country is in regionals after what they win the EPAC championship. Yeah. So all that. So just good luck to them. And I think it's at Hampshire. So yeah, it is uh, this afternoon. For the Class AAA Region 2 meet, best of luck to the Cougars that are running in this event. Uh, next thing on the agenda, we got a Thursday night football again here in the EPAC, as, uh, well, with an EPAC involving one EPAC team, as Spring Mills travels up to North Hagerstown to take on the Hubs. Again, I think this is a this is a referee situation, probably. Yeah, didn't get an a official word if that was the case or not, but we did hear at the beginning of the season that there could potentially be instances due to a referee shortage that games would have to be moved either to a Thursday or a Saturday to be played instead of having all of them on Friday nights. So it seems like uh, Spring Mills has been flexed to tonight. And it should be a interesting matchup. Uh, we heard from Coach Sims that he really thinks that North Hagerstown's pretty similar style-wise to South Hagerstown, and if that's the case, then it should be a winnable game for Spring Mills because they already have beat South yeah. this season, and they need to win out if they want 
any chance of making the postseason. I think it's a winnable game, but uh, this is a improved North Hagerstown team from last season uh, where Springville's dominated them. So it'll be interesting to see if it's a closer game, but I do think the Cardinals end up taking it. Um, I think they've played well enough to win some of these games here recently uh, and are playing pretty good football, just haven't finished. So this will be an opportunity, I think, to win and, and win by a few scores tonight and get the Cardinals back on track for potentially a run at that 500 season, which, like like we said yesterday on the show, is a good step in the right direction, even if you don't make the playoffs, uh, to go 500 and really have a chance of being 7-3. and three. And you probably should have been 7-3. and three. Well, that part uh, will motivate you for next year um, and, and will be disappointing. It also shows the talent of your team and the potential you have in the program there. So... And again, a very young team that Spring Mills is. A very young team that Spring Mills is this year. Um, We'll talk with uh, head coach Josh Sims on the show tomorrow. It'll be a pre-recorded one. Colin, I'll join the conversation tomorrow at 11 a.m. as well as you're going to catch up with him after their game uh, since we got to talk about it tomorrow. Might as well have him on the coach to talk about it. Uh, But that will do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix. For today, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. Hagerstown Ford, the official dealership of Shepard Rams quarterback Tyson Bajant. That'll do it for this segment of the Sportsmix. When we get back, uh, you'll hear from uh, Muscleman head coach Brian Thomas. That's after this two-minute break. You're tuned in the Sportsmix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Con hanging out with you today. Musselman coming off of a uh, tough loss to Wheeling Park last Friday night uh, where they lost the number one seed in Class AAA. Colin catches up, caught up with uh, head coach Brian Thomas yesterday, and here's the interview. We're now joined on the Sports Mix by the head coach of the Musselman Appleman, Brian Thomas. Coach Thomas, tough road loss this past week to Wheeling Park. What were the takeaways from your team's game? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we we didn't play well. Um, you know, having have you know combining that with the fact that they're a really good team. Um, you know, they're you know, I, I think they're easily one of the one of the top ten teams in the state without a doubt they're probably higher than that but uh they just you know they have a lot of talent and when you play a talented team and then you don't play well on top of that you're just you know you're not going to win um those types of games what were some of the things that you uh did like from your team in that game yeah i mean uh you know just little stuff like were you were you guys able to follow the game did you guys see any of it uh not much honestly no 
I mean, we had yeah. So we had we had four possessions in the red zone. So you know, let, we, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a high school math teacher. So let's let's do the math here a little bit. We got four possessions in the red zone. You know, you would hope to come out with at least 21 points. You know, in a perfect world, you come out with 28 points. So uh, we scored seven. So you know, you 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 get into the red zone, you have to finish with touchdowns. And we, you know, we did not do that. Um, you know, we we would we had all. Four of those red zone drives were drives that were over ten plays. So you know you, you you're getting long drives, you're sustaining drives, you're moving the ball, you're playing well. Uh, you got to finish drives and you got to punch them in. And we weren't you know we weren't able to do that. Um, you know and we we and from the defensive side we gave up way too many um, explosive plays. You know we gave up um, a lot of big pass plays. Um, you know a couple big uh, run plays where we let the quarterback get out of the pocket. So you know you. You do those, you know, kind of you do those little football things where you're not scoring on offense and then defensively you're not um, able to kind of clamp them down. Um, you know, that, that's um, that's frustrating. But at the same point, you know, we did move the ball well. Um, you, you just got to be able to finish those drives a little bit. So what are some of the things that you guys have been working on this week in practice to gear up for the game against Washington? Um, you know, just kind of – just. Working on working on fundamentals, man. You know, I don't think it's ever too late to get better at fundamental stuff. You know, um, as simple as it sounds, you know, just the blocking and tackling stuff. We have to continue to get better up front. Um, you know, blocking and finishing blocks and defensively, um, you know, tackling um, and making plays. So, you know, we continue. You know, we continue to talk about fundamentals. You know, if you want to be a playoff team and you want to be a good playoff team. Uh, you have to be peaking around this time of the year. So just really been working on uh, with the kids on continuing to get better and that drive to get better. So, um, you know, that's kind of been a big focus this week. What have you seen from Washington so far scouting-wise? Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they from record-wise, they haven't had a good – haven't had a very good season. Um you know, but they're they're coached well and they're hard nosed. You know, we went up to their place last year and they smacked us right in the mouth and beat us. So, um, you know, they they they're you know they're they. You know they they kind of own the uh, advantage in the series with us a little bit. So you know we got to be ready to play, or, or you know I, I kind of expect them to want to do the same thing this year. They're they're going to want to come out and probably control the clock, probably grind it out, um, try to limit our possessions. Um, and last year they were able to do so. So if we let them do that again and let them kind of control the pace of the game, then that's not going to favor us. So um, you know we got to take advantage of our possessions offensively. You know kind of like I mentioned a couple minutes ago, we got to finish drives. We got hang on to the ball um, and then we have to get them um, you know if we want to have a chance to win the game anything else that your team needs to execute to get the win uh, I you know just I don't think so you know just just getting better you know just 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 getting better you know coming coming off a loss it's always a sour taste in your mouth and you know nobody wants to lose but you know we lost to a really good team and, and you know I still think we're a really good team but uh, yeah just you know kind of continuing like I said earlier just continuing to to, to get better every day and, and not really uh, get stale or get stagnant at this time of the year all right coach any final thoughts i don't think so man I, I think i think that's about it all right thank you appreciate it and good luck yeah thanks colin appreciate you guys man all right that was colin with head coach for the muscleman appleman football team brian thomas colin what'd you take away from the interview he was frustrated in last week's loss and as he should be because when he said uh four opportunities in the red zone you only came out of the entire game with seven points it, it's 
a tough pill to swallow. This Musselman team, though, is still really impressive. I agree with Coach on that, that both teams are top 10 teams in the state. And we'll have to wait and see if, per chance, these two teams match up again, what the outcome will be. Yeah, and, and you know, I like what he said about what he's focusing on in practice this week because you know you're an inferior opponent, or you're, you're inferior to your opponent. You you know that you're better than Washington just based on how you played Washington, having a down year, a lot of injuries. Um, so you're going back to basics in practice, trying to make the little things get better at those those little basic things. By and the I, way, inferior means weaker. That's it's what superior. Superior. I meant they have an <laughs> inferior opponent. Okay. They are the superior. Yeah, I team. think said that. Yes. They're. Yeah. Yes. But that's you know what I meant. I just wanted clarification. I know, but I'm saying when you go back to basics and practice, that's going to help you next week when you're facing Bridgeport because that's the biggest challenge on their schedule is Bridgeport. Although, although Coach Thomas and any other coach would say our biggest challenge is our next opponent. So, well, um, I don't know. I think you still got to be locked in this week. If that's what I'm saying. Going up against Washington because it is on the road, and uh, I believe in, in as Washington, he said, they beat him last year. I'm sorry, it's a home game. It's the way Max Preps does these schedules where they put the left team at home. Doesn't but you got to read. It says up next home. I understand team. that, but it's dumb. Um, I agree. So, Musselman's at home. But either way, I still think, you know, you got to respect Washington as your opponent. While Musselman is clearly the better team this weekend, you would be, you know, completely shocked if Washington even scores, to be honest, just because of how Washington's played as of late and how well Musselman's played. But um, it's an EPAC game. It's a rivalry game. So they're going to be ready to play, and I think uh, you know they got to be up for it. But uh, Musselman should take care of business this week. But you don't want to overlook the Patriots because Bridgeport is on the horizon, like you said. You want to get revenge and beat Bridgeport this year if you're the Appleman. So... That was one of their goals heading into the season was to beat Bridgeport because they know they're a quality team. So um, in order for Musselman, though, to get where it wants to be, you got to take care of business this week first, and you can't overlook Washington. It's a potential trap game, uh, even though Musselman is the superior team. Yeah. Anything else, Cole? Nope. All right. I think that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Rossini's Home Store, not just supply and store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and his family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. You can go to Orsinis.com for more. On the other side of this break, Wizards get a win last night in opening night. We talked with Dave Johnson yesterday, very uh, happy for where this team was going this year. We'll talk about that. Rookie makes a historic debut. Plus, we'll get into Thursday Night Football. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this. No, welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV Ten. 
Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you as always. I uh, haven't talked a lot of Mountaineers this week, so let's just uh, turn our attention a little bit to the Mountaineers. We haven't given them their due on the show this week, really. No, I mean, we gave them due on Monday in the recap a little bit. Well, we didn't even recap it because they didn't play this past weekend. They played Thursday. They played Thursday. We talked Friday. and That was last week. We didn't mention know. on air the uh, awards. I believe uh, Nick only did it during his sports report for the afternoon. Which so, were? That uh, Tony Mathis Jr. was a co-offensive player of the week in the Big 12, and then Casey Leigel was a co-special teams player of the week. There you go. Um here is the Mountaineer report from uh, Mountaineer Sports Network. Tony Caridi, I believe, has it today. JT Daniels looks ahead to Texas Tech's defense, and Bob Huggins says the Mountaineers will be improved. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. With the Kroger Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. And for every dollar you spend, you earn fuel points, which can add up to $1 per gallon off at the pump for the win. Plus, save every day on groceries and get personalized digital coupons for the win. The Kroger Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. At Kroger, we believe local produce shouldn't be hard to find. That's why we work with local farms right in our own backyard to bring the fresh produce you love to our stores. From homegrown watermelon that makes your mouth water to crisp corn picked right around the corner. Come pick out some yourself because shopping for local produce should be as easy as shopping at your local Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. A little football and basketball on today's Mountaineer Report. We begin on the football side where the Mountaineers continue to get set for Saturday afternoon's game at Texas Tech. Quarterback JT Daniels has been studying Texas Tech on tape all week long, and he has come away pretty impressed. They're confident and aggressive. Two things I really like in the defense. They're not scared to play you in match coverage. Uh, match and man and you know make you win your one-on-ones similar to how Pitt was it's it's, it's a respectable defense uh, schematically and you know they have the players to back it up I think and that is quarterback JT Daniels more on the Mountaineers coming up tonight here on MSN it's the Neil Brown show from six until eight o'clock now to basketball where Bob Huggins and several members of the Mountaineer team were in Kansas City yesterday for big 12 media days Huggins at the podium asked to address last season's disappointment. Well, obviously we're going to be a lot better. We had a bad year. We had a bad year. We we made some mistakes that were hard to imagine that we could have made those kind of mistakes. I mean, we were two wins away from playing in the NCAA tournament, and when you throw it to the other team as many times as we threw it to the other team, it's it's hard to hard to make it up. I like our team. I like what's happened with guys in the portal. I like their attitude. I, I think our guys have fantastic attitudes their work ethic has been really good it wasn't so much that a year ago we've gained by subtraction in some regard basketball team will play its first public scrimmage game coming up one week from this friday when they entertain bowling green this coming weekend they'll have a closed scrimmage against the university of dayton that is today's mountaineer report it's brought to us by kroger the official grocer of wvu athletics i'm tony caridi on the mountaineer sports network from learfield and there was Tony Caridi, Mountaineer Report. Colin, are you excited for some Mountaineer men's hoops? Of course I am. 
Huggy Bear. It doesn't sound like it. You were not paying attention over there. I was paying attention. I said, why is it a closed scrimmage? So that's don't how try the to keep NCAA throwing me works. under the bus when you're wrong. That's how the NCAA works. You can only have so many public scrimmages. Well, I want that one to be public. It's against Dayton. It's a pretty solid program. Why don't you go tell Bob Huggins? I will. They'll call him up. Okay. Can I leave? He's a friend of the show. He is a friend, he is of, a friend of, the of the show. Call him up and say, I want this public. Okay. Even though Stop I work on Saturday. Table. Okay. Yeah. All right. Stop slamming the table and breaking things. All right. Let's look at uh, the game versus Texas Tech on Saturday. Uh, right now, I believe the over-under set at 65, and Texas Tech favored by 6.5 in this one, Colin. It's going to change Definitely tomorrow when we over. look at it. You're taking the over? Oh, yeah. WVU's been averaging like 40 points a game and yeah, giving and up like 40 points a game. So the, you take the over in the defense Big 12. in the Big 12 is non-existent. Yeah, you take the over in that. That is a low score. What do you think about the line, the spread? I mean, Tech was a pretty solid program. Uh, it's at Tech as well. But like I said last week against Baylor, WVU just needs to make simple stops on defense, and they did. They had, I believe it was four takeaways. It might have been three. Uh, but whenever you're able to help the offense, the offense will be fine, it seems like, so far this year for the Mountaineers. It's just that the defense needs to step up in big moments, and they did last week. If they do it this week, they get the win. Yeah, it's an interesting game. Uh, you look at how Texas Tech has performed this season, and – you know, already facing several ranked teams this year. They have a win over Houston by three in double overtime. Lost to NC State, who was ranked 16th at the time, by 13. Lost to Texas, or beat Texas at the time, was ranked 22nd by three in overtime. Uh, lost to Kansas by nine, and lost to Oklahoma State by 10. So they're a good team, I think. And uh, WVU has had some good moments as well this year. So I think it leads to a shootout-type matchup with Texas Tech being at home and the fact that they've played a really tough schedule and have come out 3-3. Three and three. I don't know. It could go either way. I think I'm with Colin. It's going to be a shootout-type game, and that over should hit between these two teams because they can put up a lot of points. And it just kind of depends on which WVU team we get on Saturday and how they're able to play throughout the full four quarters because that win over Baylor was a big win for the program. I think it, it kind of brought you a little bit more confidence that this could at least be a bowl season for the Mountaineers. Uh, but do have that loss to Texas. But as we said before, Texas is a good team. So it's a tough one to read in terms of how it will turn out. But I think West Virginia can keep it close and make it an exciting football game that could go either way. So I think I understand why Texas Tech is a six and a half point favorite because their resume is pretty good for a three and three team, but both teams are three and three for a reason. So uh, I think it is kind of a toss up and it could go either way. Yeah, yeah, and just to add to my point of the defense needs to step up and cause turnovers. Smith, the quarterback for Tech so far, has thrown seven interceptions this year in the six games. There you go. He's vulnerable to that. I'm trying to find this thing to play. This new email system is not... What are you looking for? Just on this topic, or are we changing topics? No, we're about to change topics, but I'm trying to find where... Okay, here it is. It, the new email app that we're using, mm -hmm. 
not intuitive to multiple audio files in an email. Interesting. Yeah, not intuitive. All right. Top of the key. Porzingis to Beal. Beal left elbow bounce pass. Cutting Porzingis. Oh, slam! Two ends! Two ends! Oh. All the attention, Dave, went to Beal off that pick and roll. And what does Beal do? Finds a great roller off the screen in Porzingis for the. Halliburton across midcourt, seven seconds. No foul. Now up front, Matherin for three. That's no good. Kuzma the rebound. Kuzma secures it and will dribble it to safety. Is that bus warmed up? The bus <laughs> needs to be warmed up. The Wizards need to get out of here. And I think we're going to get Kuz uh, for our walk-off interview here. Bus ready to go. Wizards got a win in Indiana. They open up the 2022-2023 campaign with a 114-107 victory. They led in the game wire to wire. Uh, Bradley Beal, 23 points to lead all Wizards. Uh, Kyle Kuzma and uh, Chris Tapps Porzingis had double-doubles, 22 and 13 uh, for Kuzma and 15 and 10 for Porzingis. Uh, Wizards have their home opener tomorrow night against the Bulls at 7 p.m. They'll start their 25th anniversary celebration uh, with the retro court, I believe, is tomorrow night as well. Uh, But, Nick... Did you uh, get to watch any of this game, or the highlights at least? I checked out a few of the highlights um, after the game, and I looked into the box score a little bit. Um, I think it was a good performance for Washington overall. You know, you only give up 107 points, so uh, a little bit, a little high, but not super high. So I think that's a pretty good game there for them defensively. Held Indiana to 40% shooting, 35% from three. That's pretty decent uh shot the ball 45 percent their own from the field and 35 percent from three as well so uh pretty efficient game pretty balanced game for the wizards uh there's a lot of good things in this you know kuzma gets a double double there to start the season bradley beal looked pretty good at times uh porzingis got a double double as well didn't shoot the ball as well as he wanted to from long range but um you know, I predicted a win against Indiana, a younger team that's kind of rebuilding. So I think this was a good way to start your season. Uh, it will be tougher on Friday, and we'll get a better read for this team over the weekend uh, with Friday, Sunday going up against the Bulls and the Cavs in the next two games. But uh, you know, it should be a, a fun start fun team to watch i think this year and and that's kind of been the wizards trend there haven't been like a team that you're like "Ah, i don't want to watch this team at all uh because they can score points they do have exciting players but it's just can they find ways to play better defense and i think they did at times last night but not quite to the level that we saw in the preseason and dave talked about when he was on the show so that's one thing that i'd like to see still a little bit more progress on the defensive end uh, but Chicago will be a tough team and should give the Wizards some issues and we'll get a better read, though, I think, on how good they can be this year going up against the Bulls, who should be one of the top teams in the East. And defensively, it's specifically making stops. They dominated when it came to rebounds. In total, it was 53-42, to 42, and defensively, they out-rebounded Indianapolis 39-30. to 30. It's just Indiana. Yeah, that's they true. Do play it's, in Indiana. I was. I always get that confused. You're the right. Indiana Pacers. I know, but Not it's in Indianapolis Pacers. Yeah. They're representing the whole state. Yes, I know. Gosh. So, and then points in the paint, it was really good for the Wizards. Fifty-eight, thirty-four. 
What's yeah. the difference? So it's just Miles Turner is out, so that helps uh, in the interior offense. Allowed Gafford and Porzingis to kind of go to work inside. So yeah, Gafford had a few. Gafford had a few slams, not Dafford. Gafford. Gafford. We've got five guys is. in do- double digits. That's pretty good for the Wizards. Didn't get to see Johnny Davis, the rookie no. at all. So did not. That's but kind of been a, a trend bad, for Washington. He had a bad summer league, didn't he? Uh, I'm not certain there, but usually they've been kind of bringing their rookies along slowly. Um, you know, Kisper, who didn't play due to injury last night, but he really didn't play early in the year either. Uh, you go all the way back to like, he didn't play like at all his rookie season. So that's not something new for Washington. And if you don't have one of those top rookies, like a top five pick or so, Usually you don't see them until later in the year, even though Otto Porter was the third pick in the draft and he barely played. It's kind of a weird situation. But You want to talk about somebody that had a great a MLB, de- NBA, MLB NBA debut last night, Nick? Yeah, uh, Benchero for the Magic had a historic yeah. debut uh, going against the Detroit Pistons last night. And it's the first... He's the first guy to do this since LeBron's 25-5-5 and five in a debut. He had uh, 27 points, 9 rebounds, and 5 assists. Yeah, 11 of 18 shooting. Uh, didn't expand his range at all and, and go out to the three-point line, but Benchero is an exciting young player uh, in a matchup of two of the top draft picks and prospects over the past two years, and Cade Cunningham versus Paulo Benchero was kind of the intrigue there going in. Uh, Detroit gets the win, but... You know, a good outing from Paulo Benchero. Obviously, if you do something that LeBron James was the last player to do it, it's going to create some news there and create some headlines. But it is still just a first game, so there's not a ton to take away. But it's definitely exciting if you're a Magic fan or just a fan of uh, young players that could potentially develop into something really good. And I think both those teams have some bright futures here, but... uh, Detroit getting the win last night, and obviously the Vincero thing just kind of stood out to me because, I mean, you're doing something since LeBron James. Uh, That's huge. Yeah. So that, that was interesting. Colin I don't, know, over I don't there really just have anything phone. about – I was looking up the stuff on the Magic, but we're not really a Magic affiliate, so I didn't know really what else to add about that game. Yeah, not so much the game. I just thought it was an interesting Exactly. Thing. You just weren't really in the con. No, I, I was here. waiting and debating on if I wanted to add anything about the game or if it was about that, but I thought Nick did a good job hitting the nail on the head with Zion that looked good last night. Came back for the Pelicans. Did he? Well, they dominated. That's yeah. good. Happy to see him back. 25 points. Almost uh, a double-double, one right. rebound shy. Thursday night football tonight. Uh, we'll have the game for you from Westwood 1. That'll be after the Neil Brown Coaches Show. The, the, the Neil Brown Coaches Show returns to his normal time slot from 6 to 8. Then at 8 p.m., we will join the Westwood 1 broadcast in progress uh, with an 8.20 or 8.15 kickoff uh, between the Cardinals and the Saints. Uh, will it be another Thursday night? boo fest from thursday night football or not that's an eight fifteen kick from amazon prime uh what do we think guys i don't really know how i feel about this one because arizona has somewhat had an explosive offense but they also Connor's lost hollywood brown for and hollywood brown's season. out hopkins is back though hopkins is back and they just got who'd they get in the trade 
Oh. Robbie Anderson. But is he going to play already? Who knows? I mean, he's just a receiver, right? They all run the same stuff. Yeah. But without true. Brown, you put him in immediately. Yeah. yeah I think he yes, might. If he can. Might play a little bit, but it is a I quick turnaround there. If they were playing Sunday, I think he plays, but I don't think he plays yeah. tonight because it's a Thursday game. But I think this is an all right game. Um, you know, the Saints have looked pretty good. I think the past couple of weeks with Andy Dalton there running the show, um, I'm intrigued because Alvin Kamara is on my fantasy team. So uh, I will be watching for those purposes. And in Collins League, Wait, you're I actually got watching. a win. I actually got a win last You week. finally got a win? What, you're going to be so watching? So there's no more winless teams? Yeah. Wow. Nick's going to be watching? Yeah, when I get home from work. Prime? You got Prime? Yeah. Oh, I canceled my Prime membership. I'm not broke. Ooh. Well, I am a little bit. I'm you just got a car. You got to start yeah. making those payments next month. I'm just kidding. It's my mother's Prime account. I don't uh, pay for that. Oh, you can't tell the world that. <laughs> Netflix is already cracking down. I That's think Netflix. Amazon's going to crack down on that, Nick. They'll be all right. All right. Arizona favored by two and a half in this one. The spread is set, or excuse me, the over-under set at 43 and a half. Definitely take the under. It's Thursday night football. Yeah. What's it at? 43 and a half. It's Thursday night football. Two, two, and four teams. I, I feel like I agree with Spencer. You take the under. Yeah, it just depends on what Arizona team you get. You got to bet safe. If they looked bad last week, and they've really looked bad all season. Like, they're not very good. Kyler Murray's, I don't know why they paid him so much money, but uh, I don't know. I, I think they could, the over could hit, like, nah. between those two teams. I don't but I wouldn't, so. I wouldn't bet on it just in general. Don't twenty to seventeen. How about this final? Rule? Don't bet on Thursday night football. Okay, I'm with that. I'm, I'm not going to hit twenty to seventeen. Maybe that'd Who be you under got? Saints. I don't know. Just twenty to seventeen. I don't know. Both teams I'm, are two I'm and four. Tony Although he said the Cardinals, look, look at this, and he hit. So we're six weeks in, six games in. Cardinals have had half those games at home. Do you want to know what their home record is? Zero and three. Saints are one and one all away on the road, so I don't know how that. Could, yeah, I don't know. Goes. But the Cardinals zero and three at home. Talk about not having home field advantage. Zero and three at home. It's not good. I'll tell you this: there's a boost for DeAndre Hopkins. We're not betting sixty on this, yards though. and a touchdown. No, don't ever take the boost. So bet the opposite: the under for Hopkins and the no touchdown for Hopkins. If you're going to bet on the game, because the boost are fixed. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg, we became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk caps. They're back in action tonight, and they just dropped their reverse retro jerseys. We'll show you those if you're watching on TV next after this two-minute break. Tune in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10. I'm breathing deeper than I've ever this Friday night, your Martinsburg Bulldogs look to continue their domination over the Eastern Panhandle. Since Taylor Black in motion, fakes the handoff, tries to throw it off him, and it goes off his helmet, intercepted by Martinsburg, and it's a pick six touchdown, Bulldogs. Tune in at 5.30 for the W. Harley Miller Systems pregame show with kickoff at 7 p.m. as your 6-2 Martinsburg Bulldogs take on the 5-2 Jefferson Cougars. And it's all right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. That slap. 
Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Mayor's Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you as always here. We get into the final segment. Uh, excited to talk about uh, the Caps reverse retro jerseys. They're back, Colin. Officially dropped this morning. Yeah, and they look uh, pretty slick. I like the fact that they're going back to the old colors, the black, gold, and royal blue. Yeah, so, if you're watching on TV 10, you can see them right now. I've always been a fan of the Screaming Eagle logo as well. So it's basically the same design as the last reverse retro ones that were red, white, and blue with the current team's colors. So now they're just going back to the old colors. And it would have been interesting maybe to kind of flip the logos, go back to the Capitol building one on the middle, and then on the sides put the Screaming Eagle. But then it'd be pretty close to uh, just what they wore back when they had those colors. So Yeah, it would be. It's still pretty cool. Uh, they are will, according to this graphic, it appears they will rare, wear the reverse retros seven home dates this year, beginning November 5th. Uh, I think that's the Coyotes. They just have the logos on there. Um, then November 25th versus the Calgary Flames, December 9th versus the Seattle Kraken, um, December 23rd versus the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, December 31st versus the Canadians on the 3rd of January versus the Sabres and the 14th of January versus the Flyers. And then November 25th, they're giving out as a giveaway, the giveaway items, reverse retro t-shirt, November 25th, uh, December 9th, they're giving out the retro snapback hat. That was awesome. January 3rd, they're giving out the screaming Eagle pennant. And then January 14th, which I'm really excited about because I'm going to that game, they're giving out the Jersey Rally Towel for this one, which I got a Jersey Rally Towel the last game I went to uh, this last year. There's one hanging up in the production studio. Um, But uh, I'm pretty excited to be able to go to that game, honestly. Might have to go against uh, Seattle for that snapback hat or just look on eBay after the game because it looks pretty cool. It'll be too expensive on eBay, man. You ever see what they do? the price of a ticket. It's still a lot, but they, nonetheless, Caps back in action tonight. Uh, should be a good one for them this evening when they get back on the ice. I believe they're at home. Or no, they're at the Senators. Excuse me. I knew that. Uh, they're on the road in north of the border in Ottawa. Ottawa somehow favored in this matchup. Caps 2-2 two and two on the year. The Senators are 1-2 and two on the season. That's 7 p.m. puck drop. Uh, Vetchkin is now 20 goals away from being taking sole possession of second place all-time and goals scored. Yeah, he'll get it this year. It just matters when. If he gets Tonight, hot early. He could score 20 goals in one night, Nick. Why not? <laughs> the Caps would be Godly. running up the score. Yeah. Cherry pick them. Uh, you can't. There's a thing called offsides. Stupid rule. <laughs> That's why there's no offense in hockey and soccer, because they have offsides. You got a point there, Last Nick. game was 6-4. That's bad defense. Is it bad defense? Bad goaltending. I just destroyed your point. Maybe. Make the <laughs> make the net bigger. Okay, okay. Like the bases are for baseball? 
All right, we've got a couple of minutes left. wouldn't actually hold a record, though, because you could be like he played in the large net era. Part of it, though. Only part of it. Uh, Padres beat the Phillies last night 8-5. to five. They're now tied the NLCS 1-1. to one. The Astros beat the Yankees. Verlander K's 11 in the outing to get the 4-2 victory with uh, that series leading Houston now at 1. Uh, what do we think of those games last night? I believe Houston... And the Yankees are in action tonight, seven thirty-seven on TBS for Game Two. Yeah, they are. Um, I mean, those are just two teams that I don't really want to see win, so it's in a weird situation there. I'm right there with you. I was about to say the uh, only cheering interest that I have is I do honestly like Justin Houston Verlander. now because of Mancini. Yeah, that's true. Mancini is on the Astros, and who wants to see the Yankees win? Right? Like, I mean, I don't want to see either of those teams win. But if like you Mancini. had to choose, I think I'd lean toward the Astros. Yeah, because of Mancini. That's just me. Even though they're cheaters. And they're then cheaters? National League, Machado's on the Padres. Yeah. You have an interesting split there because Harper's on the Phillies, but Soto's on the Padres. So which do national fans do? Probably Soto, right? Soto. 100% he Soto. Technically choose. Well, he did, but... He didn't leave in free agency. Yeah, that's it. Soto. He didn't go to division rival. That too. True. Uh, that too, but I think Soto's only because... Uh, he beat the D.C. Yeah, although Bryce Harper said he was going to bring a championship to D.C. And you know what happened? He brought a championship to D.C. And, and now he's going to bring them to Philly. I don't think so. I think I think the Padres are going to get it. See? We'll see. But I think uh, you know this is long ways down the road. I do think there's a shot... For Juan Soto to come back to D.C. once Ted Leonsis takes over control of the Nationals and he pays his guys like he paid Ovechkin and Brad Beal and John Wall and on and on and on. I don't know. It would have to be more money in baseball. Yeah, that's true. Those that, contracts in hockey and NBA. Yeah, That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to head coach for the Musselman Appleman, Brian Thomas, for talking with us uh, again tonight. 6 to 8, the Neil Brown Coaches Show, Thursday Night Football afterwards, and then uh, uh, we'll have volleyball action on TV, 10 WRNR TV on YouTube, 6 p.m., 7 p.m., Muscleman Martinsburg. That'll do it for Colin Nick. I'm Spencer saying so long.